0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Oakland A's baseball is just an hour away. Going
2: back is
3: Goodwood. He will turn and watch it fly. And the A's have taken the lead. Swing and a miss. Tied him up inside. A slider down
4: and
1: in. This is the A's Total Access Pre-Game Show on A's Cast, home to Major League Baseball's number one podcast. Here is Chris Townsend. And it's
5: brought to you by Francis Ford Coppola Winery. Chris Townsend with you, get you ready for a little A's baseball. It's the rubber game of the three-game set. Luis Garcia up against Cole Irvin, a little day baseball in Oakland. It doesn't get any better than that. Ray Fossey's going to join us in moments. Then you're going to hear our conversation that Ray and I had today. Really, it's all Ray, but with Dusty Baker, who, you know, from Sacramento, all his years in the Bay Area, son plays a Cal now. Uh, we had a really good time with Dusty earlier today, and you're going to hear that right here on A's Total Access. Well, we're going to go over the highlights, or you want to say the lowlights. It did not start out well last night for the Athletics. Very first pitch of the game.
2: Altuve receiving the greeting that he's been receiving here this year, and the delivery is swung on and drilled to left. Pender going back. Pender at the track. He's right to the wall. It's over his head and gone. And on the first pitch of the game, Altuve is to left. 1-0 Houston.
5: You can boo him all you want, but he's ripping up the A's, and it wouldn't
2: end there in the first. And Frankie's 1-2. He checks the runners, a long hold at the belt, and deals. It's swung on and blooped into right field. Olsen can't get it. That's a base hit. Bregman's around third to score, and Gurriel goes from first to third, and Correa bloops, a base hit to right, and the Astros take a 2-0 lead. That was hard to believe. When you talk about a, a Texas leaguer,
5: it was like a sandwich. but as they say, hit them where they ain't. The A's would finally get on the board, and this would be their only run, as Chad Pender would get on with a
2: base hit and then Sean Murphy would do this. So Murphy's up, Pender's at first, and the pitch is drilled down the left field line, a base hit in the corner. Here's Pender around second, going to third. Brantley digs it out, and they're gonna wave him, and Pender's around third. Here's a throw to the plate, and the slide safe at the plate. And the A's are on the board. Sean Murphy doubles down the left field line, scoring Pender from first, and it's two to one, Houston.
5: Murph is a big man, and when he hits it, he hits it really hard. You know, one guy, Yuli Guriel, has just absolutely worn out the A's so far this season, and he did it again in
4: the seventh. 3-2 pitch with the runners in motion from Guerra, and here it comes. Swung on, belted to the left, hit a long way, back is Pinder toward the wall, near the wall, jumps at the wall, he can't get it, it's in play, it will score two runs. Bregman is home, Alvarez is home into second with a double as Guriel, They have increased their lead to 4-1.
5: I thought that was gone. Chad Pender had a shot. If he, would, if he would have been able to catch that, it would have been a different game, but unfortunately, it was a really tough catch, and it's a double and two runs scored, and then Carlos Correa would put the dagger in the A's
4: in the seventh also. Here's the 1-2. Lined in the right center on a slider. That's going to get down for hit and drive in a run. Laureano gets it in the alley. Fires towards second. Correa will stay at first. Home is Gurriel. It's 5-1 Houston. And Correa gets his second RBI tonight. And then in the
5: eighth, they've got to figure out how to get Michael Brantley out. Because he's just been wearing the A's out for a couple of years now.
2: Kolarik fires. It's a shot up the middle in the center for a base hit. Straw will turn at third and score easily. And Brantley has a three-hit game. And the Astros have a 6-1 lead. That went right, almost through Calerick. It was hit that hard, and Gurriel would come up after that with
5: another double in the final. In this one, it would be the Astros eight, the Athletics one. Uh, Zach Greinke was uh, phenomenal. Eight innings, one run, struck out eight, didn't walk anybody. He's now four and one. Frankie Montas was okay. Got roughed up early, through a lot of pitches. But in the end, five innings, two runs, struck out six. He takes a loss. He's five and three. Coming up next, we'll talk to Ray Fossey right here as we get you ready for A's baseball on A's Total Access.
6: for all your building and remodeling needs. Francis Ford Coppola Winery is home to wine, food, and
7: adventure. Located just 90 minutes north of Oakland, we invite you to sip through award-winning wines like Diamond Collection Claret and enjoy the magic of Sonoma County in a family-friendly atmosphere known for its superior level of quality and integrity. Book a tasting and learn more at FrancisFordCoppolaWinery.com. Please drink responsibly. 2021 Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Geyserville, Sonoma County, California.
8: With no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, banking with Capital One is like the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Kind of like Taylor Swift choosing what to wear.
9: It's looking kind of chilly out today. I think I'll go with a cardigan.
8: Yep, even easier than that. And with our top rated app, you can bank anytime, anywhere, making Capital One an even easier decision. That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? New consumer accounts only. Approval required. Terms apply. Capital One and A member FDIC.
1: A little preparation will make you and your family safer in an emergency. A week's worth of food and water, radio, flashlight, batteries, and a first aid kit are a good start. To learn more, visit safetyactioncenter.pge.com.
6: Download the MLB app to get in-game video highlights, live pitch-by-pitch, breaking news, player updates, stat leaderboards, and more for your Oakland A's and the rest of the league.
7: This is A's Total Access. And it's brought to you by
5: Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Chris Townsend with Ray Fossey, and I can still
3: say good morning, Ray. Yeah, you can. Yes, you can, even though I know your whole schedule this morning, so I commend you for getting up so early to get going on this. But uh, beautiful day at the yard, as you well know, so it should be a nice day. The wind not blowing as hard as last night. But, Tony, I think the A's got a chance to see a good club in the Houston Astros and how their approach is whenever they put a bat in their hand. I counted 12 batters in the game last night, 12 Houston Astros batters. That had two strikes on them that reached base. That's amazing. Either walk, hit, whatever it might be, they find a way. And you know, you could see some guys that I kind of reminded me of when Wade Boggs and Don Mattingly got together in New York, and I can't remember which one said, "You know, why do you take that three-one fastball?" And he said, "Maybe three-two will be better." Well, Alvarez <laughs> last night, Alvarez last night took a three-one fastball for a strike, and I'm going, "Wow." And that's pretty impressive. And then he ends up walking, but it just wasn't his pitch on three and one. He let it go. It was a strike. So that's fine. But these guys are not afraid to get to two strikes. And I think that showed last night. But anyway, you doing all
5: right? Well, I just, are, are you shocked that the Astros have the best batting average in Major League Baseball and they lead the majors with 229 runs scored?
3: no because they they find a way to get on base and just like i said if you, if you find a way to get on base somebody's going to drive you in and you know they they know how to play the game and you know it re- really requires pitching and unfortunately last night and and i heard what you said couldn't frankie go on one more inning i agree you know he's big strong you know and and what 98 pitches and he had what fifty, fifty six, fifty seven 56 57 in the first two innings and then he finally settled down and see that's where and i know you know, people listen to this, I, I, I don't really care because I think a lot of times it takes a pitcher some time to get in the groove. Frankie got in the groove after the first two innings, and then the pitch count got him, and he's out of the game, turned it over the bullpen. Unfortunately, they couldn't keep it close, and uh, the Astros did what they did in the first four games of the, of the season here whenever they obliterated the athletics by scoring late in the ball game, And, of course, they did that last night. The Astros did a couple of three three-run innings. But, you know, they, they did a lot of that last night also with two outs. So it, it was just one of those games in which hopefully the guys in the green and gold could learn from the way the Astros approached the game last night.
5: Yeah, Ray, if you're 6'2", 255 pounds, <laughs> you can throw more than 100 pitches.
3: You know, I agree. And, and you know, but, you know, they, they don't want to hurt somebody, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, you know, they're kind of trained for that number. And once they get close to that number, you know, they know they're out of the game and, uh You know, you just hope your bullpen's strong enough to be able to withstand that. But uh, it it makes it tough, I think, when the starter goes five innings. You've got to get 12 outs. And if I'm a starter, I want to pitch as deep as I can, especially with a lead. Last night was not a lead. But you you get a lead, you you don't want to turn the game over to a bullpen and expect them to get 12 outs to get you a victory and a save for the ball club. But the deeper you go, it shortens the length of the bullpen. I think the bullpen then can pitch longer throughout the season, and you, you know, when, when you have to use guys, and, and again, there's nothing wrong, you're in the big league uniform, you're a big league pitcher, but, but the bottom line, what you have to do is pitch as deep as you can, minimize the pitch count, get your outs, and then turn it over to the bullpen, and hopefully it's the time when you have a lead and they can save it for you.
5: When I saw this note, Ray, I went, this is crazy, because the A's have only seen the Astros. That's yeah. it. <laughs> but Houston... They've won twenty of twenty-nine games in the American in the American League West already this season. Wow, yeah, is what it, a difference in scheduling. Is
3: it an amazing? Isn't it amazing that that is what has happened with the scheduling? And I, I have no idea what's going on. But whenever you're finished with what two teams in the East are are, are well, the Twins are finished with. They're finished with the Orioles. You know, you start looking at this. You are going, wait a minute. These are not the teams that are not even in your division. So you've had to ramp up and play all the games in the West against basically, you got 19 games against four clubs that you've never seen or haven't seen this year. So look at the number of games already are three clubs. That is because they played the Astros. So three clubs, you've got almost 60 games to play against those teams in the remaining uh, what three and four and a half months of the season. We got a chance to chat with Dusty Baker earlier
5: today, and you're going to hear two parts of it coming up here on A's Total Access. You guys, you guys have known each other a long time. What a good man he is.
3: You know, he's come a long way, and I think he, he explained that in the interview that we did with him, and it was very nice of him to spend some time with us, considering the uh, the, <laughs> the the job of a manager these days, the expectations, the media, and all that kind of things. And as he said, he had to make a move, and, So, fortunately, we got him for some time. But, uh, no, talking about the great Hank Aaron and uh, playing with him, moving to Los Angeles, then, of course, managing Barry Bonds with the Giants. And, you know, he's just come a long way. But I remember in 85 and 86, uh, 85, when he joined the club, we were doing the caravan, and I drove him around. And and we had a great time. I mean, just talking baseball. And you could imagine, you know, I had been out of the game, but he was still playing, obviously. But uh, what a great career, both as a player and as a manager. And, And I think. Clearly, he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, he didn't get in as a player, but, but I think as a manager, he's going to. I don't think he has to win a World Series to get there, but I, I think he wants that on his resume because it probably was solidified. But I think, in my heart, he's a Hall of Famer, just, uh, just what he's been able to do. And, you know, taking over this Astros ball club, considering everything that went on prior to him getting there, I think that says a lot about him and how he feels that he could manage a ball club under the circumstances.
5: And a special trip for him because he got to see his yep. son play Cal versus Stanford. And then today great? his daughter, his daughter's bringing out his granddaughter
3: today. Isn't that great? And, and, and you know, to be honest, and like I said to him, I, I, you know, when he would come in town managing the Cubs or the Reds or whomever it might be, and I'd walk down and say hello to him. And he would have his whole entourage from the Sacramento, all his fishing buddies and they'd be in there just <laughs> talking. I mean, and he, he'd have always some mood music going on. I mean, it, it was a special manager's room for dusty baker and and, uh you know i thought it was funny too with the mask being worn by everybody he can't use his toothpick (laughs) poke a hole in his mask that's something we miss seeing but anyway it's great beautiful day for baseball a's need a victory to win two out of three and i think that would be great for them so have a great day my friend well you have a great broadcast thank you buddy we'll talk to you
5: soon coming up next dusty baker right here on a's total access
6: for all your building and remodeling needs.
9: Do you know where you
6: can find all your favorite
9: Skechers shoes, plus amazing styles you probably never even knew existed? Skechers.com. Because at Skechers.com, we have miles and miles of styles of the most comfortable shoes on the planet. We have boys and girls shoes that sparkle and light up. We have retro chic looks like Skechers Delight, so you can rock your best street style. Skechers.com has work shoes, slip-ons, sports shoes, casual shoes, canvas shoes, even bobs by Skechers that help save the lives of pets. We have performance shoes like Go Walk, Go Run, Go Golf, and you by Skechers. No matter how you like to be active, Skechers.com has you covered. The styles are endless, and on Skechers.com, you can find all the fits you need. Relaxed fit, wide fit, stretch fit, seamless fit, flex fit, and many more. We're the fit specialists. Plus, you can find so many shoes with Skechers exclusive air-cooled memory foam. Skechers is world famous for comfort, and once you try some on, you'll understand why. So find all the styles, all the fits, and all the comfort for your whole family. Only at Skechers.com.
10: You and Buddy are enjoying your walk
6: when... (laughs) Yeah, I smell that too. (laughs) I know, don't blame it on the dog.
1: I hear that hissing too.
10: Maybe it's a cat. No, dude. A sulfur-like odor and hissing can be signs of a natural gas leak. Natural gas lines can be buried anywhere. If you suspect a leak, leave immediately and call 911 and Southwest Gas.
8: Thanks, Deep Voice Narrator.
10: You're welcome, dude. (laughs) You too, buddy.
5: Earlier today, Ray Fossey and I sat down with Dusty Baker. Great to have him back, and he just he loves coming back to the Bay Area.
11: Well, hey, it's great to be here. And, uh, man, you know, I love coming back home. You know, I still got a place in San Bruno, and all my family's in Sacramento. And um, it's great coming back here. I get to see my son. You know, I went to one of his games the other night at Stanford. They lost the next inning the same way. That we lost, come back victory. And you know, my son goes, Hey, Dad, you guys lost the same way we lost. And I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know that. And, uh, you know, I get to see my grandson and daughter who's coming to the game today. Uh, you know, they live in the uh, Oakland Hills and so Montclair area. So it's, it's great coming back here and great coming back to the stadium and, you know, brings back a lot of memories, you know, throughout my career.
3: I do know, Dusty, that I remember going down to see you when you would come in to manage and you'd have your entourage in from up in the Sacramento area. And I know that's can't you can't do that, but you know, you, you mentioned your son Darren. And yeah. I, I wanna start with that because you have to be a proud papa to be able to know that you got somebody following your footsteps. What is it like to have somebody and maybe compare what you did signing out of high school versus Darren who's going to Cal and playing college baseball? What kind of comparison and maybe talk about how you look at him in the future of being a star like you were.
11: Well, you know, I was hoping that he didn't sign out of high school, you know, because my situation where my parents got divorced, I was supposed to go to Santa Clara. The economic spokes of the wheel were off. And so, you know, I signed out of necessity. Um, uh, but baseball was probably my third best sport, third best love. What, what difference is my son, that was his first love. and and he chose baseball, like after his sophomore year, he was playing football and basketball. He said, dad, I don't want to be a baseball player. But when the draft came up, uh, you know, him to get drafted, you know, for his, for his sake and his confidence, his ego, but I didn't want him to get drafted too high because I didn't want him tempted (laughs) not to, you know, not to go to college. You know what I mean? But I couldn't say that to anybody or any, uh, or the scouts or anything. And, you know, like I had a, a daughter that graduated from, from college. And now I have two kids that graduated from college, you know, Darren graduated last week, but it wasn't a real graduation. It was a virtual graduation, but I'm, you know, I'm proud of what he's accomplished. And, you know, he's gotten a few awards at Cal. He's up for a top 10 award out of 250 kids for commitment, uh, competitiveness, grades, and, and he got another award the other day. So, uh, you know, he's on his way. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm very proud of him as a as a as a as a person more than I am a ball player. That that is great. And Dusty, you've had a tremendous career as a player and now as
3: a manager. I want to go back to a special time in Atlanta when you had the privilege of playing. matter of fact, you managed a home run hitter and you played with the all-time greatest as far as I'm concerned in yep. Henry Hank Aaron. What, what was that like, first of all, playing with Hank Aaron, and, and especially being in the on-deck circle when he hit number 715?
11: Well, you know, it was like, uh, you know, I was hanging around my uncle that was a great ball player. And, uh, you know, he would teach me about ball playing naturally, but he would teach me more even about life. And he promised my mother when I signed with the Braves uh, that he would take care of me uh, as if I was his son. And, uh, and he promised my mom that he'd make me go to church and, and you know, not hang out at night, do all the stuff that young guys like to do or don't like to do. And, I, and then and then he told me something one time and I said something kind of smart back to him. And he goes, you know, I said, Hey man, you're not my daddy. And next thing I know, he had his hand behind my neck and uh, <laughs> I couldn't move. And he's like, What'd you say? I said, Nothing. And he goes, That's what I thought. And he had to say, You better take your hand off my neck. He says, Then what? I said I'll think of some. This is all I could come <laughs> up with. But you know, like he was a, you know, like he was a disciplinarian. He believed that love is discipline. And uh, you know, I sure miss him. And, and it was great yeah. being on, on deck circle. And I was glad for him that it was over. You know, yeah. because like it it was a high pressure situation. There was a lot of racial tension at that time, and you know, he was the brunt of a lot of it. And uh, you know, he wasn't very happy. You know, he was yeah. getting divorced at the same time. So Ralph Gar and myself were in charge of kind of making him laugh and you know making him happy.
3: And you and Ralph Gar can make anybody laugh, and be <laughs> happy, so that's, that's for sure. Yeah, you, yeah. you know, uh, watching him, and I had actually a privilege. Uh, the Braves came through Susan and I saw those quick wrists that he had when he had home runs. He, he wasn't as balked up, it seemed, Dusty. Mm-hmm. as some of the players get all bucked up. He, he was more just kind of a wrist, forearm hitter. How right. would you compare with him? And then managing San Francisco with Barry Bonds, who basically was the home run hitter as well. How would you right. compare their styles of hitting?
11: Well, they were different, uh, um, but the but the one common denominator is that they had tremendous vision. Yeah. I mean, they could see uh, like like nobody's business. They could see what a pitcher was doing. If he was throwing them a fastball, a curveball, a changeup, and they, they, they had, you know, tremendous vision. Barry would like a guy would ask Barry, "What do you see?" And Barry would tell him, and Barry get frustrated. He's like, "Man, you don't see it." I mean, it was like <laughs> every day in common for him. And the thing about Hank, what people uh, uh, don't realize is that in the winter time, this guy played handball and racquetball all the time. And I think that that really, really helped uh you know his hand hand eye coordination and his balance because he had tremendous balance and uh he told me that you know he got his wrist yeah see back back in the day everybody did manual labor especially if you're from the south and you know he worked on an ice truck and you Mm -hmm. tell people about an ice truck they don't know what you're talking about (laughs) you know i barely know you know the ice truck. You know what ice truck is? I you know they, yeah, come yeah. They, right. just, right. yeah, they come around and they yeah they come around deliver ice, right? That's and then right. you got those tongs and you got to put that in the bottom <laughs> of the refrigerator, or like you know uh, you know Mickey Mantle bale hay, uh, other guys pick cotton or whatever it is. You got the, uh, eternal uh, strength, you know. Versus mm-hmm. weights can can give you temporary strength. As soon as you stop lifting weights, then you're gonna lose that 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 strength and bulk. But these guys. I mean, they did tremendous uh, uh, work in the offseason and growing up as a kid.
5: We'll have part two coming up in just a little bit here on A's Total Access. Up next, Vince Catronio with Steve Vucinich right here on A's Total Access.
8: Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply, requires Xfinity TV service with X1.
7: Francis Ford Coppola Winery is home to wine, food, and adventure. Located just 90 minutes north of Oakland, we invite you to sip through award-winning wines like Diamond Collection Claret and enjoy the magic of Sonoma County in a family-friendly atmosphere known for its superior level of quality and integrity. Book a tasting and learn more at francisfordcopolawinery.com. Please drink responsibly. 2021 Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Geyserville, Sonoma County, California.
5: A's fans, there is no better way to stay in touch with the A's and even our players than following us on social media just head over to athletics.com social that's athletics.com social for a full list of our social coverage from player accounts to twitter handles and more now is the time to stay in touch head over to athletics.com social that's athletics.com social today
4: it is time for Episode 3, Memories with Vuce. Steve Busenitz, the A's longtime equipment manager who has been with the A's organization since day one back in 1968. He announced his retirement at the conclusion of the 2021 campaign. We're taking this opportunity to stroll down memory lane of 54 years with the Athletics. As Oakland began their infancy here in the East Bay in 1968, they came from Kansas City, where the Kansas City Athletics had 13 consecutive losing seasons but when they got here in 68 again in 69 and 70 the A's had three consecutive winning years here in the East Bay in fact in the uh, 1970 campaign they were 89 and 73 and they were nine games back but they had a young nucleus coming together and one other thing we found out that they had as Vuce recalls was a new gate attraction and his name was Vita Blue
10: well even back in 68 the first year in Oakland we knew about Vita Blue he was putting up record numbers in the Midwest League and so in 69, we came to the point where we needed a left-handed starter. They thought they might as well reach down and get the best one in the system, and Vida came up. And total dominating baseball, cover of Time magazine, cover of Sports Illustrated, just a talk of baseball. And any time he pitched, we had bigger crowds. Charlie Finley one time arranged uh, a game that he was going to pitch to be on TV, and it normally wasn't a, a scheduled game to be on television from the road. And uh, he had a tremendous season.
4: Left-hander Vida Blue was a second-round selection by the A's in the 1967 draft from Mansfield, Louisiana. He was such a talented athlete that he turned on opportunities to play college football. As for Vida, with the athletics, he broke in at 69 briefly and again in 1970. He threw a no-hitter in September of 1970, got off to the great start in 1971, the year he would win the MVP and the Cy Young Award. He would win 10 consecutive games. Ten complete games, five shutouts during that stretch after losing on opening day. So Charlie Finley wanted to do something special for his talented young left-hander. That meant the acquisition of a brand-new vehicle.
10: Vita's year was special. Charlie came out, <clears throat> figured he had to do something special for him because all the extra-large crowds were when he was pitching. So he bought him a Cadillac. And I think Vida at the time would have rather had a Grand Prix because most of the players would drive driving Grand Prix and... There was something about a a young guy driving a big Cadillac, especially he got the hard-to-get edition of the Cadillac Eldorado convertible, which was tough to get. People were on the list for two or three years to try to get that vehicle. Can I guess what color it was? It was light blue. (laughs) And so he gave it to him, and he said uh, he got the Atlantic Richfield Company, which was the predecessor to Arco, gas for a year. So Vida got all these certificates for gas, passed them around to everybody. It was fun because the license plate, he sped it through. He couldn't get blue. So it was already taken, so he sped it through the California Department of Motor Vehicles. and got V-Blue. And one time, Vita was on the road, and he let me drive his car. That was kind of fun. I'll never forget. I was driving back from Sacramento, and all these cars started honking. And I forgot the license plate said V-Blue, and they're all expected to see Vida And I'm thinking, God, if you're really Ace A's fan, you know the A's are in New York today and not not driving back from Sacramento going through Fairfield. It was a fun time. Vida was a fun guy, and he uh, really won 24 games that year, struck out over 300 guys. There was an incident at the end of the season where Mickey Lowlich, I think, passed him on wins, and some smart-ass reporter from the Hayward Review, Charlie Tonelli, came in and said, what do you think about Mickey Lolich passing you? And Vida says, I don't care. Mickey's not going to negotiate my salary next year, and he knew. so then you knew that was always on Vita's mind, the salary for the following year. But uh, uh, it was a real special year, 101 games, lost three in a row to the Orioles, unfortunately. They were a veteran team. It was our first playoff experience for so many of our guys.
4: Looking at Vita's career with the Athletics from 1969 to 1977, 124 wins, a Cy Young Award, an MVP, three All-Star selections, and 20... 20- win seasons three separate times in his Oakland career. So as you look at the body of work from Vida, Vuce looks back at Vida as one of the great hard-throwing left-handers and maybe on the Mount Rushmore pitching for the Oakland franchise.
10: Nowadays, everybody throws 95, 98. If, you don't look, if you're not throwing 90, you're not throwing hard. Vida was hitting the low to mid-90s and blowing people away. And he had that special pitch he called a slurve. It was kind of a slider, kind of a curve. He called it a slurve, and that was his strikeout pitch if he wasn't blowing away with a high fastball. And, uh, seen a lot of guys come through with, uh, his velocity after that. Uh, I used to marvel at going down on the field and watching Nolan Ryan, uh, cause he was the hardest thrower in the league then. And we, later on, we got guys like Jason Isringhausen that could really get, bring it up there. So, uh, but Vita was a cut above all the other pitchers at that time.
4: As we mentioned, the 1970 campaign was another winning season for the Athletics. But as they started 1971, there was another change in the managerial's chair. And that was Dick Williams coming to the Athletics. He was a third base coach for the Expos the previous year. In 1967, Dick managed the impossible dream team of the Boston Red Sox. The difference was that team was in ninth place in 1966 that had that miracle run in 1967 as it turns out looking back on history hiring dick williams in 1971 was the right man at the right time for the athletics
10: well i think it was well written and i've said it before too we didn't realize how bad fundamentals fundamentally we were Uh, dick was a stress uh, of case of fundamentals do it right throw at the right base hit the cutoff man but when you can Uh, so he had that in the spring training he really worked the guys on that And uh, we got off to a decent start in 72, and it really came to fruition, uh, obviously, with the World Series. But Dick was a disciplinarian. That happened in 71. He, He threw his weight around after an incident on a bus, after an airplane ride from Oakland to Milwaukee. And he wasn't afraid of any of the players going to Charlie Finley, as they would do before with previous managers, go around the manager. He said, here, I've got Charlie's number right here. If anybody wants it, you call him. And that was the notorious incident with Catfish Hunter supposedly took a bullhorn off the plane and the bus wasn't allowed to leave the Milwaukee airport till it was returned and Dick stood up and said all that and next thing you know there was a clank on the floor and the bullhorn hit the ground and uh that was kind of a waking moment for everybody to realize Dick was in Boston he was in charge.
4: Some of the memories with Steve Usadich in episode three talking about the 1971 campaign and the great left-hander Vida Blue. You can hear the entire interview with Vuce, Episode 3, on athletics.com slash acecast in our green and gold history.
5: This is Chris Townsend for the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. Great news. Our indoor dining is back, along with our beautiful patio dining. Come taste our world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 83 years. The Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek has one of the most dynamic menus, plus a full bar pot pies, gourmet burgers, sandwiches, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget we still do takeout and delivery. For all the information go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com.
1: For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger offering supplies and solutions for every industry with 24 seven support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
9: A's fans, New Era Cap is proud to be the official cap of your Oakland Athletics. Next time you visit the Coliseum, be sure to drop by the New Era Cap Stand to pick up your A's New Era Authentic Collection Cap. Remember, you can always visit us at NewEraCap.com to shop our latest selection, including our limited edition and exclusive drops. New Era Cap, the official on-field cap of Major League Baseball.
1: Only T-Mobile for business uses unconventional thinking to help businesses realize new possibilities like our WFX solutions enabled by our nationwide 5G network that help teams stay connected and productive where work happens. We also provide an award-winning customer experience and first-class benefits with every plan. Get unmatched network support and value without any trade-offs at T-Mobile.com unconventional. Capable device required, coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require a certain plan or feature. See t
5: time now for the kaiser permanente injury report here's bob melvin on jesus jesus lazardo and how long he'll be in vegas you know i'm not
0: sure i think because of the fact he's not been out too long and he you know he wasn't you know down and not uh throwing you know even for a for a broken hand who knows it might be a little bit quicker than we normally go but again we'll wait wait for the evaluation today. I know it'll be, at least be another bullpen before he faces hitters, but uh hopefully he's on a fast track.
5: And how about JB Wendelkin? What's his status?
0: Uh he just started sock throws. Did I say that yesterday? Yesterday. So still not, you know, throwing a, a regular baseball yet, but at least he's throwing socks around.
5: That's today's injury report brought to you by Kaiser Permanente, reminding you to stay safe, stay positive, and stay healthy. Visit kp.org today. Part two of our conversation with Dusty Baker next right here on A's Total Access.
1: Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly. Cookies and milk. Oakland and Kaiser Permanente.
8: We call that Ring Central time. Time for teams, customers, and partners to connect online for a real time work session. Ring Central is the leading cloud solution for today's distributed workforce, integrating voice, video, online meetings, and team messaging into one experience. It's time to work the way you want. It's Ring Central time. For a free trial, visit ringcentral.com. Ring Central, communicate, collaborate, connect.
7: This is A's Total Access.
5: Earlier today, Ray Fossey and I sat down with Dusty Baker. Here is part two, and we're talking about one of the greatest players of all time, Hank Aaron.
11: Right. Well, but sometimes there are mistakes. I mean, sometimes he would tell me, guys, he's going to throw me this and that. He's going to throw <laughs> me a fastball in. He's going to throw me a slider away, and I'm going to sit on it, boom, boom, boom. Or he'll tell me, like, uh, you'll watch the shortstop sure right before. And he'd always ask me, do you understand? I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I understood all the time. But half the time, I didn't understand until like five years later, I remember him telling me, uh, uh, he says, man, watch the shirt stop. Cause the shirt stop moves in the hole right before the pitch and it's going to be a breaking ball. Huh. And then all of a sudden one day I saw Ozzie Smith moving a hole over there. I, that's five years later. And he used to always tell me, look, I know you don't understand. I don't always say I understood it, I, but he says the, the key is to retain what I'm telling you. You know what I mean? You might not understand it, but you retain it and someday you might. And, uh, you know, all all home runs aren't aren't necessarily mistakes. I saw Hank in spring training when he was going for the record. He was working on hitting home runs. I mean, I think he had like like 10, 10, 10 hits the whole spring and nine of them were homers. And uh, wow. I swear, but he was working on hitting homers. Yeah. And, uh, man, I mean, this guy, the, the focus and the concentration was unbelievable, which is very similar to Barry Bonds. You know, I mean, it, and it's hard to, uh, to, uh, uh, you know, if you think you're going to frustrate them, like that, that's what Barry was the best at. I mean, he'd get one pitch a night and, and be ready for it. You know, a lot, a lot of yeah. times the pitchers would think that they're going to put you to sleep and I got him set up and then boom, they always got you set up. So, you know, they're very, you know, it's great similarities, uh, you know, to both of them, uh, but they're both both outstanding hitters.
3: How did you get into managing? I mean, what what prompted you to to get into managing? You, like I said, had a great career as a player and you turned it into a a great career as a manager as you continue to manage now with Houston Astros. But how did it all start for you?
11: Well, it all started for me much like my baseball career started out of high school. Uh, You know, uh, my parents got divorced and I got divorced right after my playing career. And I I was at a crossroads. I, I became a stockbroker and 87 stock market crash, which a lot of people blame me for it probably, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, um, um, you know, Al, Al Campana said some things, you know, derogatory uh, statements, you know, about about, about uh, race and black people. And so um, uh, baseball came looking for some guys and I was in the right spot at the right time myself, Cito Gaston, <clears throat> Don Baylor, and, uh, and Hal McRae. And mm-hmm. so, uh, um, you know, they called me, um, and I had no idea that the same guy that was responsible for me signing with the Braves, the reason why they gave me the money was was Bob Kennedy, and mm. I didn't even know that he was at the Braves at the time. Bob Kennedy recommended me to Al Rosen, who I didn't know, and I didn't know all this was transpiring. And so Al Rosen uh, called me and he says, "Hey man, we we'd like you you to be an organization." I said, "Hey, I, I don't I don't want to coach." You know, I got skinny legs, and I don't wear a whistle, and, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and I don't look like a coach, you know what I mean? And so, so uh, they, uh, I went to Lake Arrowhead to, to pray with me and my brother and our, and our daughters, and my dad told me to go up to the mountains and ask the Lord what to do. So, I went up there, and I'm checking into Marriott, and somebody taps me on the shoulder, and it's Bob Lurie, the owner of the Giants. Mm-hmm. Wow. And and so I said, what are you doing here? He goes, Hey, I'm here my first time. I said, Me too. So he goes, Hey man, you need to come join us. And uh I called, went to the phone, called my dad, I said, Hey my dad, what do you think? Is that a sign? He says, Boy, if you don't if that's not a sign, you just don't want to see it. Chris. That's not the sign that I was looking for, right? And so, guess, so that's that's what made up my mind going to go into coaching. I gave myself five years to be to be the manager or or go do something else. Uh, someplace, because I give orders from, better and I take them. You know, yeah. probably you do too, you know what I mean? So, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. almost five years to the day, I got hired to be the uh, manager of the Giants, and Al Rosen, I remember him calling me in and, and explaining to me about the new ownership. He just told me, hey, he says, when you get in there for an interview, the job's yours, just don't screw it up by trying to t- by, by trying to show him how smart you are, that's what he told me. <laughs>
3: Hey, hey, Dusty, th- there's no doubt you're a Hall of Famer and, and you're going to go in the Hall of Fame. But how important was it for you to get this job managing the Houston Astros, especially with everything yep. that was going on while you were out of baseball, but to get this job, take over a team,
11: that's very, very good. Well, I didn't think there was a chance. I mean, you know, usually Washington was a good team that I that I inherited. The rest of the teams were second division teams that you had to rebuild. Yeah. I mean, and and this one you don't have to rebuild. You just gotta, you know, direct them and get out the way. And uh, you know, these guys can play. I mean, they can really play. And uh, you know, this was a blessing here, you know, to, to to have another opportunity, which I thought was over, you know, to win the, uh, you know, to win the World Series, you know, again and win the championship, and also, uh, you know, closing in on 2,000 victories. I mean, so, you know, this was a. Uh, you know, this was sent from above.
5: Uh, the great Dusty Baker. To hear the entire interview, you go to athletics.com slash A's cast. Up next, the Bob Melvin Show right here on A's Total Access, brought to you by Francis Ford Coppola Winery.
6: for all your building and remodeling needs. Francis Ford Coppola Winery is home to wine, food, and adventure.
7: Located just 90 minutes north of Oakland, we invite you to sip through award-winning wines like Diamond Collection Claret and enjoy the magic of Sonoma County in a family-friendly atmosphere known for its superior level of quality and integrity. Book a tasting and learn more at FrancisFordCoppolaWinery.com. Please drink responsibly. 2021 Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Geyserville, Sonoma County, California. Oh, oh, oh. Ready for an oil change? Our professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts recommend all the best products to get the job done right, like five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil on sale now, just $28.95. And we'll make sure you have all the supplies you need, including a filter, funnel, shop towels, drain pan, and more. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, oh,
2: oh
8: O'Reilly Auto Parts.
1: Ooh, a fondue set. Now I need to find a coupon code.
2: Not anymore, Susan. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout.
9: Wait, instantly?
2: It's called shopping smart, not hard. Download Capital One Shopping to your computer for free and let it do the work for you.
1: Don't mind if I fondue.
2: (laughs) Ha-ha, that's kind of cheesy. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet?
1: Savings and available
3: coupons vary. Junior Mints Minis have the same great dark chocolate and mint flavor combination that you love with Junior Mints. The only difference is that Junior Mints Minis are made with 30% more chocolate than regular Junior Mints. This makes them perfect for snacking. Made for today's consumer, real dark chocolate and peppermint, no artificial colors, peanut, tree nut, and gluten-free. Junior Mints Minis, a snackalicious way to enjoy chocolate.
6: Oakland A's fans, shoot up for a brand new season at MOBShop.com. Check out new 2021 gear and shop the largest selection of official caps, t shirts, hoodies, collectibles, and more. Gear up with the Oakland A's at MOBShop.com.
7: This is A's Total Access.
2: On a beautiful Thursday, this brief homestand comes to an end. The decided game of the three game series, the A's and the Astros. and Bob, after a tough game last night, this would be a good one to get, wouldn't it? To get out of here winning two out of three against these guys.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. So, you know, I was really thought, you know, Frankie Montas at the end of five innings, only giving up two runs was really battled hard to keep us in that game. I mean, he's down one nothing after one pitch. He throws like 50-some-odd pitches in the first two innings and ends up giving us five innings and only two runs. So when he came out, we were still in the game. It was the Gurriel hit that kind of turned the tide a little bit. And We played so many close games that a couple of runs feels like more at that time. And then, you know, we brought some some guys in that haven't pitched in a while, and it's tough to to be effective when you haven't pitched in a while. And we played so many games that a guy like Adam Cleric hasn't been in there. So, it, you know, we did get beat last night, but winning today would be – particularly rewarding to take two out of three and then then move on to the road again
2: it's a good point you make about guriel's hit because really you look at that top of the seventh inning bob you are one out away from taking it to the bottom of the seventh down two to one one pitch away yeah
0: i mean you know and that's that's how close to all these games have been it feels like every game that we played in the last 10 or so have gone down the last pitch of the game so uh, a little different yesterday, but for a while there, you know, up until the seventh inning, we were we were one, one at bat away from from being in a good position again.
2: How is Sean Murphy doing today, Bob? I see you've got him in the lineup this afternoon.
0: Yeah, he was lobbying for that as soon as he came out. And, and you know, the first two he took to the mask didn't bother him that bad. The third one actually hit his shoulder and then his ear, lacerated his ear, so they kind of had to glue that shut. But came in pr- passed all the things last night before he left. As long as he came in uh you know today with with no issues as far as a headache or anything like that he wanted to play trainers uh, uh approved of that so he, he's in there today
2: i guess to catch bob you can't have any fear right you can't play back there thinking about getting hit by a foul tip or a collision was that something that you had to overcome when you were a young catcher learning the position
0: yeah, the, the getting hit by the pitch, no one ever checked on us back then. So you got hit, you got hit. You just, you know, that, that wasn't an issue. Sometimes plays at the plate back then were a little dicier because it was kind of open, uh, oh an, an open game for catchers back then. And I remember getting hit one time by Andres Galarraga in Montreal that knocked me out for a minute. So, it's you know, plays like that will give you a little bit of trepidation. But then – you know, once you have a few plays at the plate, you get some outs, you're in a good position, you kind of look forward to them. So uh, that, that's a long answer to your question that should be, no, you can have no fear as a catcher.
2: <laughs> that's right. Uh, Cole Irvin, Bob, number nine in the American League and ERA. Why do you think he's been so tough this year?
0: You know, he got off to a good start. He, he was pitching like it was the regular season towards the end of spring to make a team. And he's just rolled on into the season keeping that mindset along the way. And, and you know, I'm, I've been impressed by some of the quotes I hear from him, that he's he's always taking the mound with an edge, that he, he's trying to keep a job. And I think that's a, a pretty good strategy to have to, you know, pitch like it's – you're pitching for your life all the time because you're going to be focused, you're going to be prepared, which he is. And, man, he's been really, really consistent for us. So he's earned everything he's gotten.
2: You know, he only threw three and two-thirds innings last year in the big leagues and spent the rest of the time at the Phillies alternate site. Where there will be a a point where you're going to have to keep an eye on his workload? Because right now it looks like he's strong. Yeah,
0: he does. And he doesn't – you know, he's not one of those guys that throws 95 all the time too. So I think, you know, as far as that goes, uh, that may work in his favor some. You know, it's still kind of schools out for all these guys that didn't pitch a ton last year, whether or not we have to take a look at some some innings limits. But at this point in time, there have been games where he's actually been stronger toward the end of the game and throwing a little bit harder. So at this point, we feel pretty
2: good. Just to close the book on last night, Bob, was it nice to get Luis Barrera at least into the game late and get him his first major league at bat?
0: Yeah, and he made a couple nice plays in the outfield and center field, and then you know, kind of had a tough at bat. You know, his first at bat against the lefty there, but you know, now he's he's got some of the firsts out of the way. Certainly, he's looking for his first hit, but it was good to get him in a game. You don't want him sitting around too long once
2: he gets here for the first time. All right, and that's the Bo Mel Show for today. And Chris Townsend will send things back down to you.
5: It's the rubber game of the three-game set between the Astros and the A's next right here on A's Cast, and I'll talk to you after the ball game.
10: You went online to switch your car insurance to Progressive so you could save money, but then you saw a friend request from an old summer camp buddy, and now here you are, clicking through photos of his kickball team from 2011. Hmm, looks like they won the championship that year. Then he moved to Tulsa. Oh, a new tattoo. Yes, they said it was easy to save hundreds on car insurance with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates national average savings by new customer surveyed who saved in 2019. You and Buddy are enjoying your walk when...
6: Yeah, I smell that too. (laughs) I know, don't blame it on the dog. I hear that hissing too.
8: Maybe it's a cat.
10: No, dude. A sulfur-like odor and hissing can be signs of a natural gas leak. Natural gas lines can be buried anywhere. If you suspect a leak, leave immediately and call 911 and Southwest Gas.
8: Thanks, Deep Voice Narrator.
10: You're welcome, dude. (laughs) You too, buddy. In London,
8: it's 10 p.m. Wednesday. In Singapore, it's 5 a.m. Thursday. And in San Francisco, it's 2 p.m. Wednesday. We call that Ring Central time.
2: A's cast streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960. KNEW Oakland and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco.